Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. Hey, this is Colton Dixon. Hey, this is Rachel Lampert. This is Micah Tyler. This is Ellie Lineberg. What's up? This is Apollo LTD. Hey, guys. It's, it's We The Kingdom. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And that was burned by the Cashmans. And I'm very pleased to say that right now we've got Jonathan and Brittany Cashman with us on 9.1 Hope FM. Hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> We're great. doing great. How are you, Gordon? Very well, thank you very much. It's wonderful to have you here for the first time on 90.1 Hope FM. Have you been on UK radio much? Not much. Not too much. Not yeah. enough. <laughs> no, well, we are honoured to have you guys on here. We, we play you guys quite a bit. You're, you're beginning to ramp up in our, our circulation that we're doing, so uh, it's great that you're here today. Um, and I know that our listeners would like to know a little bit about you. So, um, so we'll start off with a very easy question. So how long have you been married? 13 years. Who, who fell in love first? She, of, of course, course she, she did. She, he fell in love I was smitten first, though. I would Oh, but you're both still smiling. So that is that is a good thing. So and uh, and before we talk too much about your music and talk about your faith, uh, also tell us as a couple that are professional musicians together uh, in a, in a band, what what's the biggest challenge? Having a two year old. <laughs> right now, it's just yeah, it's navigating uh, parenthood in the midst of you know, I mean, in normal circumstances, keeping up with a, a heavy tour schedule and just all the, the work that goes into it, especially as, as independents, um, kind of adding a, a really active two and a half year old in the mix has been, has been interesting, um, but we're so thankful for her. She's, she's our little miracle baby. And do you think she's going to be musical as well? Yeah, she, her favorite song right now is Baby Shark. Yes, so she sings that very well. In she all versions. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 one, do one of you want to just fill in our listeners in case they're not familiar with Baby Shark, how's that go? <laughs> That's all you need to know. Baby shark, baby shark, you know. Shoot me now. Oh dear. Whoever wrote that song, you bet. I hope he's a millionaire. I hope he didn't sell off the rights. Yeah. So, and tell us, tell us a little bit about your walk with Jesus. So, were you both Christians from the word dot or? has this been sort of something that's that's crept up on you later in life um not me for sure um i was brought up um i'm from rhode island originally which is one of the first of the states it's the smallest of the united states um and my mom and my dad they split when i was young and my my father put me in catholic school so i kind of had some sort of an understanding of the bible and of jesus but it didn't you know it didn't really click in grade school and then when I was 13, I got a guitar and um, I saw Back to the Future and I just, I had to get one. And that was it. I kind of buried myself into like, you know, this is pre-internet now. And so, you know, what else are you going to do? So my dad sort of lived in the inner city. And so that was, it was the greatest, it was like a, a magic wand, you know, like I got some sort of wizarding stick and I just tried to learn how to play everything I could find. And but that got me into some music that I shouldn't have been listening to, some heavier stuff and like Guns N' Roses and Metallica and all this heavy stuff. But not so much the music as much as it was the culture that sort of got me into because uh, in that culture, it's drinking and smoking and swearing and wearing dark clothes and all that stuff. And so I, that at 13 years old, 14 years old, I'm smoking and drinking because that's what cool kids did. 
And uh, it kind of got me away from my parents, away from, you know, everything good. And, you know, I started just basically a rebellious prodigal lifestyle. And that went on for about, I guess, almost 10 years. And then I had a band out of high school and we got signed to a small label. And my guitar player came to Christ and called me one day and said, uh, hey, man, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And I didn't know what he meant because I have no context for that. Right. So I just thought he had some sort of, you know, visceral experience. And uh, so he said, well, if I'm going to be in this band, we have to do two Christian songs. And so he kind of laid an ultimatum on us. And so the stuff he brought over was not the stuff that we're listening to. So he had the most hokey bluegrass Christian stuff, stuff like, <laughs> I like the Christian life. My buddies <laughs> left me when I came to Jesus. It was the birds sweet out of the rodeo. I mean, I love the birds, but that, you know, they were doing like all this old school bluegrass Christian stuff. And we were just, are you serious, David? Like, I'm a pilgrim, really? We're going to sing this song? But it got us talking about Christ and the gospel. And it got us talking about, you know, what it meant for him. And I could see that there was something different about him. Obviously, he had enough guts to come down to our practice space and tell us about Jesus and bring bluegrass music with him. Um, but <laughs> it also... They were in a rock band. Yeah, you know, we're not going to do... This, anyway, so we got talking, and I, and I, because I had this upbringing, because I had this understanding of God, I, I would say to him, I, I believe in God. Like, I believe, I'm on your side, man. Like, preach these guys. You want to, you know, because he's getting preachy. And his, his wife, she turned to me and she said, well, where is the fruit? Where is the fruit of that? And, you know, Christianese, but I got it. Like, okay, you say you believe in God, but there's no outer expression of that. And so, okay, touche, I didn't maybe believe like he believed because, you know, he was changed, he was different. And so it got me interested and I started asking him more and more questions and we started hanging out. We did this, we did one hokey bluegrass song at a bar at Blackstone Bar and Grill one Saturday night. And we came back and I, you know, we had this big party in my house. And the next day I told him I'd go to church with him. So I went to this small little New England church and lo and behold, it wasn't a Catholic church at all. It was a charismatic Pentecostal Assemblies of God church called Grace Chapel. About 100 people in a room shouting, singing these loud songs. There was a band in the church. Like, who let the band in this church? Like, this is not what I thought. I was hungover. So I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got to, like, get out of here because I've got a headache. And it was so loud. And I remember thinking, like, this is a cult, you know, because from, from the Northeast, and maybe it's, it's like this in bits in, in, in some places in Europe, but if you're not Catholic, you might might as well be in a cult because we don't get it, you know. So I thought this is what a cult looks like. I literally thought this. And in that environment where they're singing these crazy songs and shouting and praising the Lord, the Holy Spirit really get a hold of me. And I start crying, right? And that's that's not cool. So I had to sit in my chair, you know, it's not a cool thing to do next to your buddy, you know. So I had to like hide, you know, so I'm hiding my hand my head in my sleeve, <laughs> trying to look reverent, but I was really a mess. I was in, and the Lord just got a hold of me and and I just felt like he was taking a scrub brush to my filthy life, you know. And uh he said I remember him saying in that moment, You'll write songs for me now. And uh I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't like Christian music, I didn't like bluegrass music, I didn't like the stuff that were listening. I had no context again to what that would look like in my life. But little by little, Dave, my guitar player, Dave, and his wife, Shelby, they sat with me every night and discipled me, you know, walked me through the Bible, answered my thousand questions and um, 
help me with my vision for you know my musical life so yeah kind of that's how it started for me what, what age were you at that point i was about 22 cool okay and how how young are you now sir it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm 45 and, and, and Brittany, what about you how about your story okay so mine um i i too i was i was not raised in a in a christian home per se um my dad's actually Jewish, and growing up with me, my two younger brothers, we grew up outside of D.C., uh, Northern Virginia, um, and it was, you know, Easter, we'd go to church, and Hanukkah, we'd go to temple, you know, my mom kind of grew up as a as a Baptist, um, but wasn't at that time really living for the Lord, and so as kids, it was, you know, we celebrated the, the highlights of the two faiths, you know, so we had Christmas and Easter and Hanukkah and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and all that. Um, and it was wonderful. It was a lot of fun and uh, very festive. And I'm, I'm thankful that I was exposed at a young age. But a lot of gifts. <laughs> a lot of gifts, a lot of interesting foods and celebrations and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know the gospel by any means. And um, I didn't know what it was to really have a relationship with Christ. And then uh, my parents, you know, and unfortunately they had, they had gotten divorced when I was 12. My mom got custody of me and my dad got custody of my two younger brothers. And she remarried. Um, a man from Massachusetts moved me up there. So within a course of a few months, I was, I, I went through obviously a very difficult time and I was separated from my, from my dad, from my brothers. I was in this new environment, um, new school, all this, and, um, just going through just a lot of personal things at that, at that age, you know? Um, and in the midst of all this, the Lord, <laughs> kind of intervenes in my life. And, and I was enrolled in an Assemblies of God Christian um, private school um, of all places because I was the classic public school kid, um, never even grew up in church culture, let alone now I'm in this Christian school. So it was, um, I was definitely a fish out of water. And um, the first couple weeks of school or so, they had a retreat and we went away and, and I'd, I'd never been in any kind of worship environment, you know, where certainly where people raise their hands or, you know, anything like that. It was, it was all just extremely new to me. And in that uh, chapel service one night, I just, I really encountered just the love of God um, in a way I've, I've never experienced. And I just, similar to Jonathan, I just had a, a real experience with the Holy Spirit. And um, I just began weeping in his presence. And I, I left that night still not knowing a thing about the scriptures and I couldn't really explain what had happened to me, but I knew that in my heart, I felt a thousand pounds lighter than when I'd walked in that night and all the anger, all the sadness, all the depression, all the anxiety, fear, things that I'd been really, you know, dealing with even at that young age, um, it was just lifted. And I had this overwhelming sense of peace, um, and joy and, it was, you know, several months following that I just kind of started to put the pieces together in, in the school environment, because even I wasn't even going to church yet um, at the time. My family wasn't, but, you know, I just began kind of asking questions and reading scripture. And um, yeah, and it was, it was over a course of time that, that I started to follow the Lord. But um, yeah, that's a bit of my story. That is really good to hear. So you both in some ways have got a similar thing of no Christian history and then God just arresting you as it were and coming and uh, you encountering him quite powerfully. So, uh, so, and Jonathan was saying about how 
God, he felt God really tell him to be making music for for him. So, at what point would did you say? Well, how what point did the two of you meet and start having any of this Christian stuff going on with regards to music? So we met at a uh, coffee house. We were both playing at a little coffee house um, outside of Boston, and um, yeah. I, I had a, a band out after I went to Bible college, and then I had a, uh, like God called me. I thought I was going to go and be a, a like a like a teacher or something because I just loved the word. And so I, you know, I thought I, that's what I would do. I was sort of thinking I might give up on doing anything music wise. Um, I'd, I'd written a musical, this, this like crazy musical on the last week of life of Christ. And we use that. It's called savior now, but we use that as a, you can find it on our website, but we use it as an evangelistic tool around new England. And so um, we would bring people to Christ and that was about like our evangelistic, you know, means. So after college, I thought, you know, maybe I put that down, but then he called me back to music in a powerful way. And then I sort of, well, I didn't know what I was going to do. I I had this band and that's how the two of us met. She had a a band too, and we were both playing at the same venue. And ironically, I don't know why, but I I want to tell this weird, strange (laughs) anecdote. We finished the night and the, the guy who was running it asked Brittany just to come up and finish off in a song and we didn't know each other at all and i for some weird reason thought it'd be a good idea to go up and just play guitar i invited (laughs) myself up i'm gonna go play guitar and i would never do that i I don't know why i even did it who's this guy this arrogant guy just walking up on the platform and picking up a guitar (laughs) well her last name is then we get to then we met and stuff and so i had a we had this like recording studio called kingdom sound and um we went out to eat with my band. And so Brittany's last name was Balaber, Brittany Balaber. And that kind of rolls off your tongue, right? So I kept saying to my friends, we were goofing around afterwards. And I was, I would kept saying her name. I'd say like, what the Brittany Balaber are you talking about? And, you know, just throwing it out in weird ways. And so my, my keyboard player finally said, Hey man, you keep saying that girl's name. I think you like her. And I said, like her, I'd marry her just to change her last name. <laughs> And there it was. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. So earlier on, we heard your track, Burn, uh, which is the title track over your uh, soon-to-come album. Uh, but now we're going to listen to Only God Knows. Um, so do you want to just quickly tell us the backstory to that track? Yeah, this song, um, we, got to, we got to thinking, we were with a, a writer friend of ours named Matt Armstrong, and um, we were talking about you know, a lot of these things come out of conversations, right? So sometimes we feel like we need to have all the answers, you know? And especially now, I think there's a lot of questions is, as it pertains to where is God? Sometimes that only answer is, you know, when, we face, when we're faced with tragedy on a level that's unexplainable, loss of loved ones or children or just tragedy that, kind of hits home in a way where you're questioning where was God in this? Why did this happen to me? You know, if God is good, then why did all this evil happen? I haven't done anything to upset him and I don't deserve that. You know, all these kinds of things that you go through your mind and, and without answer. Right. And so sometimes that only answer is, you know, is just God knows, you know, and I think there's a sense of faith in that trusting that no matter what happens in this life, you know, God's all powerful. He's all knowing and he's in control of our lives, our situations. And so 
though evil does befall us and we live in a fallen and a broken world, um, we can trust in a good God, though good things don't are, aren't always happening. In the writing process, I kind of felt like, but isn't that being trite? Isn't that throwing some sort of malpropism at it or, or a, just a saying, just a, you know, it's just a, a thing that we say, oh, you know, God only knows, right? Or only God knows this, what's going on in the world. But in all reality, that's, that's actually a, a fair amount of faith to say that, you know, because when you're faced with it and when I'm faced with issues, am I going to still trust in God when I think the lyric is, um, I've seen the sky grow dark. I felt the rain. I've held a broken heart when questions remained, you know, and the sun never rose when the storm rolled away. I was left in pieces. I lifted my eyes, the colors stayed gray, but I'm still believing. So even though we're still in the sense of the storm, in the midst of the tragedy, in the midst of questions, we still can say, sometimes just my only answer is only God knows. So Faith is all about, you know, trusting even when you can't see it, right? Trusting in, in God um, and his power and his love and his goodness and his faithfulness. Um, even when we can't see the answers in front of us, we don't have you know, the sense of resolve, or we don't see it laid out. Um, and I think, you know, this kind of message, it's, it's deep, and it's complex, and it hits us all in different ways. And I'm sure we can think of, you know, loved ones that have passed or sickness. And I think right now, and just the climate of the world, we're all facing some level of, of questioning and, and going, you know, what's going on in our world today? And why is there, you know, so much hate and, and division? And, and now, you know, pandemic, there's just, there's a lot um, happening. Um, we don't have to have all the answers, um, but we can have faith and have hope and have trust in a God that does have all the answers. And this does not come to a surprise as a surprise to him. And I think that's the greatest, you know, peace that we can have is that, you know, God is still on the throne, you know, he's still in control. Um, he's not shocked by what's happening, happening in our world. And, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture, um, Romans, uh, 8, 28, that, you know, all things work together for good to those that love God and that are called according to his purposes. So even all this that we're seeing, it still can work together for good, that God has a good outcome, um, in mind and, uh, he's, he's, he's at work. Um, so so yeah, that's kind of the heart and the message behind Only God Knows. And of course, when we wrote it, you know, what, over a year ago, we had no idea when it was going to be released, how much it was going to be hopefully speaking to people on this global level with all that we're facing. But, um, but yeah, our prayer is that, that it will bring a sense of, of real hope um, and peace in the midst of all this uncertainty um, that, that we can you know, we can look to God in these times. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And that was Only God Knows by the Cashmans. And they're still with me right now on 90.1 Hope FM. 
you, that, just thank you so much for the way you introduced the song uh, and the lyrics within that song, because uh, you wouldn't know this, but they're actually speaking to me very personally as well. So within my own family, we've had someone with very serious illness for the past uh, six years, uh, including being resuscitated in intensive care. So, uh, but those song, those lyrics are really powerful and they're really true for us, certainly. Uh, and in the mystery of not understanding why uh, healing hasn't come yet, uh, we know that healing will definitely come. We just don't know which side of heaven that's going to be. Uh, but God is trustworthy in the mystery and the difficult stuff, uh, as well as when everything is going right and his love never fails. So um, so thank you for, for the truth that you speak uh, in uh, a way that isn't flippant. It's not it's not just glib. It just it's so true. Uh, and I really appreciate what you brought there. So um, is it OK for me to ask, is it is it written out of a personal experience for yourselves? Well, probably, you know, at recent, uh, in the last five years or six years, I've, I lost my brother and my mother. And so there's been a lot of times when, you know, my family would come to me. Not all of them are really living the victorious Christian life, you know. And so they would ask me questions like, why? Why did God let this happen? My brother was 48 when he died, died in his sleep. And uh, they would ask why. And so that's not, they're not asking the question, why did he die? there's medical reasons for that he, they're asking why did god allow this to happen and that's much more of a, of a spiritual question you know a philosophical question but also a spiritual question why death because it doesn't agree with us we're eternal beings and we don't agree nothing in us agrees with death it just screams in the face of all that we that we are uh, designed for and we're does God designed us to live eternally and our spirits are eternal and I think when we're faced with physical death it really just shouts back at us this is wrong yeah we were sharing um the, the time that we wrote it um I'm also reminded we had a, um, a pretty close friend who had just lost his wife suddenly like the week before and um just we had had some conversations with him about Franklin and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's just that, I think that was, that was heavy. I know it was heavy on my heart at the time when you're writing it. Um, but yeah, just, you know, life, there's just things in life and, you know, we live in, we live in a broken world, you know, and like you said, whether the healing comes on this side of heaven or on the other side of heaven, there, there is healing and there's always redemption and there's always hope and God is good. And he does work it all out, you know, for, for the good, um, but it's hard, you know, um, we're humans, so it's okay to mourn. It's okay, you know, to experience um, those emotions with pain and with loss. And and I don't ever think that God wants us to, you know, just stuff or hide or, or deny, you know, that the pain. And, and I think one of the things I like so much about the song is that it's honest. Yeah. You know, it's not saying like, oh, now that we're Christians, there's just joy and there's just this and like, there's no pain and there's no, you know. It's almost, it's almost like it's a lack of faith if you, if you, you know, feel remorse or pain or sorrow yeah. or, or grief. Well, the Lord says like, we need to mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. And so we need to like, it's okay to embrace the moments, you know, of pain and of mm. suffering and grief. And, and that's what makes us human. And that's what makes us compassionate towards other people that are experiencing that. Um, but not yeah. to stay there. And I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. Like we don't live there. Like there's a time to mourn. 
And there's always going to be that, you know, especially when it's a loved one or something that you're dealing with, there's always going to be something there, but to, to, to come to a place, a healthy place, a healthy mentality of trusting God and, and, and receiving that peace and that hope ultimately, um, that's, that's where, you know, that's the goal, right? That's so important. Would you guys be happy to pray right now for the listeners? Well, Father, we pray, God, that um, we're all going through some bit of some confusion in our lives, especially right now. And so, Father, we pray for wisdom and mm-hmm. for clarity. And we pray for your voice to be heard among all the others uh, that are competing for our heart and for our mind and for our emotions and for our attention. And God, we pray that you would bring peace in these storms Yes, sir. And Jesus says the disciples and you were crossing a, a, the Sea of Galilee. There was a great storm and you were asleep in the boat, not concerned for your own safety, knowing that God had you and that uh, the Father was with you. And the disciples saw it when you rebuked the wind and the waves. And they said, what manner of man is this that can even the, wave, the wind and the waves obey his voice? So, Father, we pray, Lord, that uh, you would rebuke the wind and, and the waves and the commotion and the storms around us, and that you would say, peace, yes. be still to our hearts, to our emotions that rage like the waves. Mm-hmm. Father, that you would calm the winds that come against us that seem to be contrary to our, pro- our progression. And, Father, we pray that you would bring a sense of reality spiritual reality of what really we are going through Mm. and that that revelation would give us vision and that vision would help us to have peace and hope Mm. and we thank you god that you are with us and and you do know and that's true only god knows what is going on and why things happen and lord sometimes it's not up to us to know why but it's enough for us to know that you're with us Mm-hmm. and it's better for us to know who and that who is you jesus and we thank you god that you're with us no matter what we're going through you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us and we pray that that truth would be a reality in our hearts yes Lord. yes god and father i just thank you for everyone that's listening i just pray that you would be with them and um lord you would give them a peace that passes all understanding and god i don't know what's going on in their lives but you do and father you see this whole world and you see um just the status of things, God, and it doesn't come as a surprise to you, Lord, but I just pray, Father, for just a, a supernatural peace in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of chaos, Lord. I just pray that you would bring peace, that you would bring um, just a, a rest to us, Lord, as, as we're able to just trust in you, God. I pray we would have strength, not in our own uh, control um, of the situation, because oftentimes, that's not what it is, Lord, and you don't want us to be in control, Lord, but you, but you really do want us to come to a place of surrender. And so, God, I just pray that um, for the listeners that are, that are listening, God, that they would be um, able to just surrender to you right now, Lord, and just um, look to you, Father, as, as the one who holds the answers and who loves them. God, and, and who's faithful. Lord, you never leave us. You never forsake us, God. And you're, you're close to the brokenhearted. You're close to us, God. You're, you're close. Um, even when it feels maybe like you're distant, God, I just I thank you that you're near. And Lord, I just pray that even now, Lord, you would just um, 
you would bring peace with your Holy Spirit. God, you would calm the waves and you would just speak truth into their hearts, Lord. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Get more interviews now. Visit hopefm.com forward slash the artist interview.